This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, trainer Mark Cassie is no stranger to the show, and better still, competing in major stakes races, and that's the case today as Mark will be saddling the morning line favorite in the $200,000 Grade 3 LeCompte Stakes, which is a Kentucky Derby qualifier at Fairgrounds Racetrack. The LeCompte is the feature stakes event at Fairgrounds that sees the New Orleans track hosting five stakes races in total today. And besides LeCompte, also includes the $150,000 Silver Bullet Day for three-year-old fillies and a qualifier for the Kentucky Oaks at Churchill Downs. Mark Stable will be represented by Papa Cat in the LeCompte, who was second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile back in November at Del Mar, and the winner of the LeCompte today would receive 10 very important qualifying points towards a berth in this year's Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs on the traditional first Saturday in May date. Shortly, we will hear more from Mark Cassie, not only discuss Papa Cap, but also some of his other trainees that are being prepared for some upcoming stakes events. Also today, friend of the show and track analyst, handicapper and broadcaster Lisa Blow will join us. And if you recall last season when she was a guest on the show, we introduced the free horse ownership seminars that are once again being presented this year by Ontario Racing. The virtual seminars are conducted via Zoom and allow you to learn more about thoroughbred and standard bred ownership opportunities that are available and no matter what your price point is. The Horse Racing Ownership 101 virtual seminars are available in one-on-one or group sessions and have been developed by Ontario Racing as an initiative to attract these new owners in both the standard bread and thoroughbred business. So if you had any inkling to becoming a horse owner, then stay tuned as shortly we'll be joined by Elisa Blow and you'll find out how you can be part of the action. Shortly too on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, we will also be joined by friend of the show, Robert Reed Jr., editor of the Horse Players Journal, an excellent handicapping tool if you are a player of the standard breads at Woodby Mohawk Park. Today, Robert will discuss some of the challenges of handicapping during the winter months in this cold and how he adapts because of the weather conditions. Robert will also take a look at Woodby Mohawk Park's race car tonight and a couple of potential betting hidden gems for our listeners. And finally, while he's back, yeah, co-host Larry Simpson will once again trying to sniff out some potential betting gems of his own at Woodby Mohawk Park and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day. Sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show, so you better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news and an update on the Don't Horse Around Lymphoma 24-7 online silent auction that runs through to January 31st. There's so much more all to come on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and 
government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert in all things ponies, beginning to slowly thaw out Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? Thine out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. I, I, I think about those drivers and all the groomsmen and the staff at Woodbine Mohawk working in this kind of weather. That's uh, That is dedication to the craft. Well, I think the horses are pretty dedicated, too. <laughs> you know, like uh, they, they must be feeling the cold. They have to be. Uh, we talk about harness racing. Um, for people who love harness racing in this province, in this country, uh, a legend passed away this week. Uh, yes, uh, Bud Fritz, who was a legend, uh, driving legend and training legend back in the 80s and 90s. And he was basically Mr. Ontario Sire Stakes. Uh, as a driver, I remember Ronnie Waple saying to me he was one of the toughest drivers ever to uh, to race against because he, he had a bit of a style where he'd be off the rail a little bit. So he'd be uh, kind of half in and half out, hmm. Ronnie called it. And he was uh, sometimes tough to get, uh, get by. And... Uh, uh, I raced a few horses in the sire stakes back in the uh, the 80s and early 90s, and uh, and and we raced against uh, <laughs> Bud a few times. Uh, we did finally uh, nail him at, at Greenwood in what was then the the Rothmans uh, Championship, and he had a, a horse by the name of Misty Silver who went on to be become a Hall of Fame horse, and I had a horse by the name of Karen's Lassie. And I remember Stevie Condren drove Karen's Lassie and was parked basically the whole race with Misty Silver inside of her. And uh, uh, she pulled away and won. So we did get our revenge. But, uh, no, Bud was a very good horseman. Uh, he was uh, he trained, he drove, he owned. Uh, and he, as I said earlier, he was basically Mr. Ontario Sire Stakes. Uh, he always had top uh, pacing fillies, it seemed. And... And it didn't matter if I had a good pacing filly. I always had to race against one of his. So. The final numbers as a driver, 1,982 victories for $10.1 million, when $10.1 million at that time was a lot of money. Well, yeah, that would probably be three times that yeah. now, right? So, uh, yeah, and, and he had just, you know, he had Silver Rain, he had Annie Ivy, he had Misty Silver, he had Tommy's Becky, he had Queen's Arms, he had Silver Wraith, Halo's Girl. The numbers just went on and on and on and on. As I said, it, it never failed. Whenever you had a horse that you thought was a decent horse in the sire stakes, you had to go against him, and he had about four horses. So, <laughs> you know, it, it was it was not fair. But uh, he was also inducted into the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame in two thousand and one. Uh, and yeah, he was he was uh, he was an icon, you could say. So uh, yeah. And then uh, speaking of icons. Um, 
and staying with uh, harness racing, uh, driver Yannick Gingra, who we've referred to a few times Absolutely. on the show, uh, Canadian-born. He actually won his 8,000th uh, win at the Meadowlands last week. 8,000? Uh, 8,000. 8, and uh, it, that's a very good, uh, <laughs> tremendous uh, feat. And he's also being inducted into the Harness Racing Hall of Fame this July. So... Uh, yeah, congratulations to him, and uh, let's hope he gets many more winners. We're talking about Bud Fritz and his incredible career, winning just under 2,000 races. winning <laughs> 8,000. Yeah, exactly, and and Yannick has only been at I can't really say how many uh, years Yannick's been at it, but uh, uh, when Meadowlands has 15 race cards like they do again tonight, I certainly that helps them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't forget, we have uh, from now nine days to the end of the Don't Horse Around Lymphoma silent auction to raise money from Lymphoma Canada at lymphoma.ca. Uh, one of the items, in case if, if you're a movie buff, there's a signed movie poster from Seabiscuit, which is such an incredible mo- movie. And Chris Cooper won an Academy Award for his portrayal as a trainer in that movie, mm-hmm. Memory Serves. And it's it just, it's, it's, it's the kind of movie, if you haven't heard of it and you want something to get you out of the winter blahs, you watch Sea Biscuit. And interesting on that, Jim, there was a horse by the name of Popcorn Delight, which was one of the horses that played Sea Biscuit. And, oh. And unfortunately, uh, was living at Old Friends, Kentucky, had been retired and passed away this week. Oh. And I guess Gary Stevens, the Hall of Fame jockey, who has signed this poster that we've got on the wow. auction. He said that uh, there was three horses that basically played Sea Biscuit in that movie. And Popcorn Delight was the one that he preferred to ride, and he did, was the one that did all most of the racing scenes, especially the uh, stretch duel and uh, oh. in the in the one race in that. So, yeah, that uh, I think believe Popcorn Delight was twenty three or twenty four. Did race a little bit and won a few races on the track, but uh, got more notoriety I think on the on, on the. Uh, <sighs> Uh, film circuit. So, uh, but that's just one of the many items. That's one of the many, and we were talking about Yannick Jingra being a Hall of Famer, and we were talking about uh, uh, Bud Fritz, a Hall of Famer. Hey, we got uh, a signed driving suit by Hall of Famer Ronnie Waples on there. Uh, we have uh, the uh, John Campbell collector's package, which is all signed photos and posters and ball cap on there. Uh, we've got. Uh, Ramon Dominguez uh, signed print on there, Hall of Famer. Uh, and then we've got two Woodbine dining experiences, dinner for four at uh, either uh, Woodbine Club or Mohawk's uh, Harvest Kitchen, which has got a value of $400. we got two of them up there. Uh, and, and it just goes on and on. Ontario Racing's got two lifestyle packages with ball caps and vests and jackets. So we've got two of those up there. Chantel Sutherland, uh, uh, they're signed friend of the show. Group, friend of the show, signed riding pants. All these people are friends of the show. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chantel signed a pair of riding boots and pants, and, and uh, these were ones that she wore. Uh, the, the boots, she, she said she wore them basically when she was riding in, in California and in Florida and here and, and, and everywhere. Uh, we've got them. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it's great. I, and, you know, I'm, I'm asking people just to basically go on the landing page, lymphoma ca slash ponies click on the purple online auction button you can go on there and you can bid and then make sure you go back in because i'm sure somebody else is going to come back and take your bid and uh yeah we've got till january 31st so let's get this thing done because all the money goes to lymphoma canada and hopefully we can find a cure for lymphoma and i know i was checking out the sea biscuit movie poster and i'm gonna have to wait to make sure my last bid goes in because people are bidding fast and furious 
Well, today's a big day of thoroughbred racing in New Orleans Fairground Racetrack. And for a friend of the show, Mark Cassie, it's a Saturday he's been looking forward to since last November, last fall, when Papa Cap finished second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Stakes at Del Mar. Obviously, the second place finish has garnered the attention of the morning line odds makers at Fairgrounds, who's listing Papa Cap as the early morning line favorite at eight to five odds. Mark, welcome to Ponies 24 7, the radio magazine. It's always a pleasure. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. I mean, for people maybe uh, not up to speed, tell us why Papa Cap is such a special horse. Well, he was um, he won the Grade Two Best Pal at Del Mar. He was second in the Grade One uh, American Pharaoh in, at Santa Anita, and then he was second in the the Breeders' Cup. Um, so, uh, yeah, he comes with high credentials and. Um, I think he's, you know, going to get better and better. So tomorrow is begins the road to the Kentucky Derby, and uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed. And you've been pretty high on this horse since day one, haven't you? I have kind of. I, I since probably February or March of last year. To me, he really showed that he was something special, and and really is not. Not knock on wood, he's not let me down. He's continued to do better and better, and um, I think he's a better horse now than he was a couple months ago. But uh, one thing about horse racing that has to be proven on the racetrack. Oh, oh, so, a few, uh, we're oh sorry, Mark. Try to prove that tomorrow. Indeed, I know your Twitter feed a few days ago. You had a video of Papa Cap uh, running, and it's a nice workout. It's such an easy, effortless graceful stride for this horse when it's on the track it it seems so natural that's you know so that's what i saw and that that's what's made me love him from the beginning um he's amazing if, if you wouldn't know if you just watched him walk around with a bunch of other horses you you wouldn't know how special he is um kind of just doesn't care about anything but when you say go you 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 mentioned that he's got such a beautiful stride he covers a lot of ground yeah he's kind of a dream as far as for a trainer he's he's everything you you can ask for so uh hence the reason i i love him so much what was it you liked about him when he was a yearling mark i'm sorry what was it you liked about him when he was a yearling well, I actually got him, I think we got him, um, I want to say October of his yearling year. And, and in all honesty, didn't really stand out at that point in time. I, I did, I do, I do, I did love, liked his pedigrees by Gunrunner, who was a great racehorse. And he's out of a, his, his damn sire is Scat Daddy. And I think Scat Daddy's a great broodmare sire and, and, both Gunrunner and Scat Daddy had ability. They both got better as they got older, and and so he he just was kind of. Oh, I can't say he stood out then, but as he got onto the racetrack, and every morning, um, you know, I'm still we have we have a bunch of young horses, and it takes me a little while to uh, to. You know, pick out the ones, but every morning he'd go by, and I'd be like, "Whoa, wow!" And um, initially, he uh, he's he's bred known by small breeders that have they breed like maybe less than ten folds a year, and he was 
supposed to be sold in the April two-year-old sale, um, but they had sent him to us. And after a little while, I kept saying, you can't sell this horse. You can't sell this horse. And um, they said, remember now he's in the OBS year, the two-year-old sale in April. And I said, oh, I haven't gotten him ready for that sale. You can't, <laughs> you can't sell him. And uh, uh, so, so then they decided not to sell him. And and everything kind of went as planned. Um, they're from uh, they're from Florida, and um, so we decided we'd run him one time in um, uh, South Florida. We ran him, and he won. And then we brought him back to Ocala, and, and I said we have two options: we can go to to New York to Saratoga, or we can go to California. And I said I think this horse is a Breeders' Cup horse, so why don't we send him to California? He'll have an edge on the horses in the East. And that's why we did it. And um, so the rest is history. Mark, another horse that Larry and I have been hearing about, it's undefeated and it looks like an absolute beauty as well. Golden Glider. Tell the listeners why Golden Glider is a horse they should keep an eye on over the next few months. Golden Glider's been unbelievable. He's owned by the Conrads that live in London, Ontario, or just outside London. Um, He won his first start. If you watch yeah, Woodbine, it was unbelievable. He, he kind of walked out of the starting gate going a mile in the 16th. You know, it's tough for any two-year-old to win first time out going a mile in the 16th. But he walked out of the gate, gave everybody a head start, and he still won. Um, we brought him to Ocala, and I wanted he had won broke his maiden on Tapita. And I thought, well, I need to, to see if he can run on the dirt. So... Tampa is only a couple hours away from our training center. We took him over there. Again, he he broke a little slow, but he won impressively, and he's a nice horse. He came out of that race. He's training really well. We were going to aim for the Sam Davis, and then the uh, hopefully a good performance there. The Tampa Bay Derby will set him up for the Kentucky Derby. So great. Okay, changing course uh, a bit, Mark. Uh, Next Saturday Uh is the Pegasus. And one of the okay. prob- probable starters. You is... left out one. You left out one Derby horse, but we can talk about him. Oh, the let's talk about him then. Uh, horse that I think is going to be the uh, he'll, he should be the Canadian champion two year old of the horse called God of Love. He won the right. he won the uh, the Gray in his last start at Woodbine. Um, he's been preparing. We've been preparing him in South Florida. Um, his numbers on uh, thoroughgraph numbers, which is that's what I I go by. We have buyer numbers, we have mm-hmm. Ragusan numbers. We have there's, I go by thoroughgraph numbers. They uh, they they factor in feet traveled. And anyways, his numbers are as good as Papa Cap, and um, he's training really well. I've been we're getting ready to talk about the Pegasus, but he's his workmate has been Sir Winston, and. Um, He's looking really good, and he's going to go and run in the Withers in New York. So I'm trying to keep those three separated. We have one going in Tampa, one in New Orleans, and then that one will be going in New York. So hmm. we'll keep our fingers crossed. Hopefully one of them or two of them, or if we got really lucky, three of them could be uh, in the in the gate the first Saturday in May. And that's always been in a race that you've wanted to win, haven't you? It's really um, – I've been – very fortunate to win a lot of big races, but that one is the one I want the most. 
You know, for for all sports, there's always that one elusive prize. Um, what it, what is it that makes the Kentucky Derby that after all these years has survived all these trends and all these different things and is still as such a big deal now as it was a century ago? I don't know, but I did a I did a TV show when I was ten years old. And they asked me what I wanted to do when I got older, you know, grew up. And I said, I want to win the Kentucky Derby. So it's something that has been on my radar for a long time. I think if you went, you know, and you, you went into, uh, you know, somewhere knows nothing about horse racing, you ask a hundred people, have you ever heard of the Breeders Cup? Have you ever heard of this or that? But if you heard, said the Kentucky Derby, mm-hmm. um, you know, a large majority of them, that's the only horse race they've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't, and I have no, I, I, I really don't have a, I don't know why, but it is. And it's amazing. You know, I've been lucky. I've, we've won some Breeders' Cups. And you get some media coverage for the Breeders' Cup, but nothing compares to the media that covers the Kentucky Derby from around the world. Larry? Okay. All right. Well, before we were going to touch upon the Pegasus and mm-hmm. Sir, Sir Winston, who I know a lot of our listeners are familiar with because his last start was here at uh, Woodbine with the, winning the valedictory, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, how's he training up? And, uh, you know, are you still thinking of putting him into the Pegasus? We are. Yeah. He's training very well. Um, you know, I, he this year was his comeback. He kind of went through a period. We sent him to Dubai. We got all the way to Dubai. He was three, I think, three days from running in the, I think it's $12 million now, and they canceled the race. And then he was stuck there for a long time. So it took him, he, he didn't recover very well off that traveling and it's t- it took him almost a year to get over that, and this was his comeback this year, 2021. And you know, we brought him back to Toronto, where he his form really had, that's where he got good a long time ago, and he really he had a good year in Toronto, and and now he's going to tackle, you know, he's going to tackle the best in the world. Um, it's a it's a tall task, but um, he's training really well. We're going to be a long shot, but. Uh, if you're not in it, you can't win it. That's so right. we've got a shot. Amen to that. Mark, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your insight. Thank you for joining us. And here's a, hoping you have a fantastic year all around and not just in the Kentucky Derby. Well, hopefully uh, one day we'll be able to talk about winning the Kentucky Derby. That would be nice. Thank you, Mark. All the best. Thanks for having me, guys. Take Bye. care. When we come back, Elisa Blow will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059 The Region. We'll be right back. 
Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Costa, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. Costa, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the Costa website at costaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, friend of the show, Lisa Blow, joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Once again this year, Lisa will be moderating Ontario Racing's Horse Racing Ownership 101 virtual seminars. The woman with the greatest handle in horse racing, Elisa Woe. Elisa Blow joins us on 105.9 The Region and Ponies 24-7. Elisa, how are you? I'm great. I'm trying my best to keep warm, just like everybody else. I get that, you know, and I'm just thrilled, and Larry and I are both thrilled that you're back with this horse racing ownership seminar, virtual or not. This is really important for the business. It is, and, you know, we've had a lot of fun with it uh, over the last, well, I think we launched the Zoom version in the summer, so let's say in May around there, um, and I've had a ton of fun and a ton of success Oh, with the program. And, you know, this is one of these programs where I'm allowed to toot my own horn. Um, we've brought in at least 10 new owners into the industry, uh, and we've invested a total of somewhere around a quarter of a million dollars total. Uh, so it's been a really fun program. And, you know, you learn a lot as you go along. Um, a lot of people interested in getting into the standard bread uh, industry. I think, obviously, it's a great move because they're racing weekly. They're racing year-round. Sometimes the training bill is a little less. Uh, but we are certainly having a lot of success uh, getting people into the standard brand industry. And the third brand industry, we've been having a lot of fun there. Bought a couple of great broodmares in full down in uh, at the Keeneland sale in the, uh, in the um, November uh, mix sale. Brought them up here so they'll be new broodmares for the Canadian industry. And we're taking advantage of those programs that are available by purchasing those mares out of country bringing them up here uh, where we can, the owner there can receive, I think it's around $25,000 per broodmare. So we bought two broodmares down there with that new owner. Uh, but look, we're having a lot of fun and looking forward to getting into the winner's circle with these people. Hmm. Okay, talk about the, uh, the seminar itself. What's the format for our listeners if they want to uh, basically sign up and, and join and, and, and take part? So, Larry, it's changed um, from when I did it at the beginning. You know, at the beginning, it was like a group session. It's no longer a group session. 
I really enjoy one-on-one sessions with people or people who are going to be in their partnership, that we're all together at, at, at one time, but that it's more of an intimate experience. I'm acting more as a liaison for a lot of these people, um, and I find when it's one-on-one, we have a chance to really get to the nitty-gritty and talk about, you know, the finances and what they're looking to kind of put into the industry, uh, but also their level of knowledge of the horse racing game is different. So some people join, and they don't know much about racing. In that case, I have a great presentation that I show them with some, uh, you know, where they understand uh, either standardbred or thoroughbred racing by the time the session's complete. But with the people who know what they're talking about, like let's say you signed up, Larry, and, you know, you, you understand horse racing. We're not going to do that, um, that uh, virtu- the PowerPoint session. We're going to just have a great conversation. And I, I really set aside at least, well, I set aside three hours for each person because sometimes these sessions can run longer than an hour. Maybe we're at two. And once, once we've had that first session, we're not done. I'm always available for these people. So if they have questions about their, um, you know, buying broodmares, questions about getting, uh, finding a consigner, questions about their bills, uh, you know, questions about their accounting, uh, HST is something a lot of people have questions about. I'm always there for them. So once we make that initial connection, the phone uh, is not shut off. They get to contact me at any point in time, um, you know, over the months to follow uh, because I'm there to help them. You can get all the details on OntarioRacing.com to be part of this amazing virtual uh, seminar that's happening. If you want to be an ho- own a horse, whether it's standard bread or third bread, and get into horse ownership. And Alisa, I think about that. You alluded to 10 people uh, took the plunge last time you did the seminar. What kind of feedback have you received from them on what they like, what they didn't like, what they, I guess, got out of the experience? Well, you know, a lot of these people um, come into the session, they're, they're, they're racetrack fans. You know, they, they may be a, um, uh, some of their, ha- like, to handicap, they, you know, like to go to the races. They know what trainers they're, that they follow or that they're interested in. Um, so they have some level of, uh, of, obviously, expertise or experience in the game, but they want to take that next step. And for a lot of people, they really want to dip their toe in the water. They're not going to give us a hundred thousand dollars, right? Their life, they're they're giving, you know, they're looking at maybe making an investment of say ten thousand, fifteen thousand. So we're partnering them up with other people. We're putting them with trainers that are, especially with the standbreds, putting them with trainers that are willing to take uh, a piece of that horse, maybe 50% of the horse with them. Uh, we've bought a couple of, of two-year-old pacers that we brought up from the United States. We've got a couple of nice two-year-old pacers with another guy uh, that's here at training for, for uh, Mohawk. But what's interesting, too, is that we're not just focusing. Obviously, you want to get to the big track. You want to get to Woodbine. But... Western Fair is a great track to be at uh, right now, you know, racing with uh, standardbreds. Um, you know, you've got Fort Erie as a backup. If, you know, you really don't have that kind of uh, money to invest in maybe a, a major claimer at, uh, at Woodbine, we can go to Fort Erie and claim something there. But right now, at this time of year, a lot of my thoroughbred people that are looking to get in are partnering up with trainers. They're going to be buying horses privately in the United States and bringing them up here in the spring ready to run. So from places like Tampa, places like Oakland, where those horses are fit and ready to run the first week of racing back at Woodbine. And I think we have to distinguish, Elisa, that there is a separate seminar for standardbreds and one for thoroughbreds, correct? Yes, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I come from a standard background. My dad was a standard driver. My mom was a standard trainer. Uh, I grew up at all the speed tracks and, <laughs> and Greenwood in the wintertime. Um, so standard is my original background. And then I transitioned to thoroughbred racing uh, when I graduated college and started working for um, Woodbine, which, uh, you know, I worked there for about 15 years in a number of different positions before coming here to uh, Fort Erie, before going to the OLG as the uh, to work in their horse racing department. So I, I can I I'm pretty good at either breed and I did help to run the quarter horse pilot project here at Fort Erie, so I have some experience in quarter horse racing. So if somebody wanted to um, get on and talk about that, that's fine too. I, I, the, the purpose of this is now maybe for me to be, we're trying to come up with the right word here, but like, is it a liaison? Um, is it a, an expertise kind of a thing? Uh, am, I, am I a coach? You know, I'm a whole bunch of different things for people. Am I a matchmaker? Yes. Because they're trying to match up, you know, these owners with the trainers that fit for them. And that I have a lot of experience in, too, because I used to sell horses off the racetrack and match them up to the buyer of, you know, of of that specific horse. So matchmaking is something I get from an equine perspective. And you want to find those personalities that work together. Is this guy the right guy to go to this trainer? Is this lady the right the right trainer for them? You know, we're, we're trying to match personalities, too. Speaking with Elisa Blow, otherwise known as at Elisa Woe on Twitter. Now, Larry, you were just talking about differences between owning a standard bread and a thoroughbred. Now, for a lot of people listening, going, well, wait a sec, a horse is a horse. Why is owning one different than the other? Why is that? Well, of course, we know with our thoroughbreds, we're pretty limited, right, here for mm-hmm. our racing dates. We only race uh, from, you know, the springtime to kind of December. Uh, and with the thoroughbred game, you know, your day rate's a little bit higher because the horse is stabled at the racetrack. And you have to, it's not because the trainer's making a massive profit off of this. Trust me, I know that. It's that, you know, they have staff to pay. They've got They've got horses to feed. They've got hay to buy. They've got, you know, they've got massive bills, workers' compensation that they have to pay, right? So, you know, but the bills are tend to be sometimes a little higher uh, in that industry. And, you know, the horses are racing, you know, I would say more so every other week, that type of thing, depending on the trainer and where they're based out of. But with standard racing, we're going year-round. We have multiple tracks. I mean, we have a massive amount of standard racetracks in Ontario to take advantage of. We're racing weekly. The horses are a little, uh, their bones are a little thicker. They're a little, you know, they're, they can be a little harder on them. They can race every week, week in, week out. Now, the day rate might be a little less because you're stabled at a private facility. But you have to think about the cost of shipping. And we know the cost of gas just keeps on going up and up and up. Diesel is no better. So you have to think about that, too, on your training bill. So it's not just the cost of the trainer. It's going to be the cost of shipping as well. And and maybe some additional costs, obviously, from the vet and the blacksmith and so on. But I just find right now that, uh, uh, say, let's just say, for example, a program like the stable. People can jump in and be an owner today at 1%. So if you want to get your toe in the water, that's a great program, Hmm. right? Um, But uh, if you want to own half of a horse, then, yeah, we've got to do some research. We've got to find the trainer that fits, the trainer that fits the price tag that they want, 
And the trainers have been fantastic with this, especially in the uh, standard bread industry, because if they don't have room for that new owner, uh, maybe they have a friend who does. And they've been really good about passing on suggestions of, let's call this guy, let's call this lady, that type of thing, and, pa- and really sharing uh, information. So the idea here for me is to build this little black book <laughs> of <laughs> trainers uh, specifically for standard and specifically for thoroughbred, and what they're looking for in an owner. And then I've got my owners that I've communicated with and matching them up, right? So it is kind of a little bit like a matchmaking game. But either way, it's fine. I'm happy when you get into the racing industry if it's standard thoroughbred, broodmares, quarter horses. Either way is fine. I just think that the standard right now is a great opportunity. You're racing year in, year out, week after week. So how do our listeners get involved, Elisa? Well, so they go on to the, um, the Ontario Racing website, and when they go on there, there's a tab for uh, horse ownership, and they'll sign up for the uh, registration for the events. So Saturdays are thoroughbred, Saturdays at 3 o'clock, and Mondays at 6 o'clock are standard bread. And like I said, I try to keep them individual, so it's one-on-one. And uh, right now, if you go on there, you'll see all the dates are up for the remainder of January and the month of February. And just figure it will continue on uh, for Mondays and Saturdays uh, going forward as well. Get all the details, OntarioRacing.com. She's the always awesome Elisa Blow on Twitter at Elisa Woe. Elisa, as always, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate it too, guys. Uh, any Anything we can do to get the word out about this program is fantastic. And like I say... Uh, hopefully, when we connect again, I'll have some winners I can tell you about, too. Here, here. <laughs> See you, Lisa. Take care. Thanks, guys. Bye. After the break, when we come back, Woodbine's Robert Reed Jr. joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live in Ontario? Ever dreamt about owning a racehorse? You need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com horse ownership today. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, last week we spoke about the all-sources wagering handle of over $324 million in 2021 at Woodbine Mohawk Park, and someone who I'm sure helped many of the faithful that contributed to this grand sum is friend of the show, Robert Reed Jr., the editor of Horse Players Journal. Robert, welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Always a pleasure. How are you? 
Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here, guys. Yeah, it's great. I mean, Larry and I, we were, we were a little giddy to looking at some of the numbers. Um, now you've had time to digest last year's number. Do you have some sort of goals looking ahead to 2022? You know, I, I leave that to the, uh, you know, to, to the wagering department uh, and all the, the big decision makers there. But, you know, it was an incredible year and there's been just uh, outstanding growth uh, in the uh, foreign markets, especially with the uh, U.S. partners. Uh, seen a lot of interest, uh, you know, obviously from south of the border. And the, the one thing I'll also give a shout out to is I think we have an incredible, uh, you know, social community, especially on Twitter. We have a lot of handicappers that are, are frequently, you know, tweeting out uh, and horse players that are tweeting out selections and, and kind of having a close knit community, um, you know, that, that kind of welcomes in, uh, you know, new members on a nightly basis. And I think that also helps. You know, you, you've got the, um, you know, the people in the broadcast and myself that, you know, provide selections. Uh, you know, me with the Horse Players Journal, but it's also cool to to see you know uh, horse players uh, that are also you know pretty sharp uh, posting their selections and helping people out through social media. Well, before we get to my guy, who's the expert in all things make pick and winners, Larry. <laughs> um, that is, I'm glad you brought that up, Robert, because that is the one thing about the power of social media when it's done for the good and horse players, the passion to to keep the sport strong, to grow the sport, really has played an important role. I find, especially through the pandemic. Yeah, it really has, and and that's what you see on a nightly basis. Is uh, you just said that the the perfect word for it is passion, and you know I'm someone who you know I kind of um, you know uh, you know eat uh, you know breathe and, and and sleep horse racing. I'm kind of it's on top of mind pretty much twenty four seven, and and it's great to know there's so many others out there that uh, you know that feel the same way, and then continue to try to grow the sport on a nightly basis, whether it be you know through uh, you know conversations or. or or, or assisting with stuff like even ticket structure, you know, and, and a lot of times stuff like that gets overlooked. So, um, you know, I, I'm thankful for the uh, network that I have, um, and, and many of them are active on social, and I can tell you right now that uh, there's things that even sometimes that I'll miss in the Horse Players Journal, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm writing it days in advance, and then I say, oh, wow, you know what, that's actually a really good point, uh, you know, by someone who, who, who posts something uh, on, on Twitter uh, or maybe DMs me with a question about uh, my selection. Well, speaking about handicapping... Uh, do you find that you have to change your handicapping methods during the winter compared to the, like the summer racing and that? I, I think so. For, for me, you know, it's always an interesting transition uh, when, when you get to the winter months. And, and I go back to when I actually owned horses, and you actually look for ones that have performed well, you know, in the colder weather of the past because, you know, horses are kind of like humans that way. Uh, some of them, you know, tend not to like it, and, and some of them actually really enjoy it. Uh, but the biggest change for me, I think, when it comes to, you know, handicapping on a nightly basis is understanding that, you know, the race office has a bit of a challenge in the wintertime. The, the, you know, the, the horse, you know, population isn't as strong as it is, you know, through the spring and the summer. So they sometimes have to get created with classes, uh, and sometimes they combine classes and stuff like that. And, and sometimes, you know, it, it'll actually give you a bit of an edge because there's some, you know, there's, there's a mismatch in a race. And I kind of liken it to college football versus the NFL. You know, the college lines are always, um, you know, not as sharp as the NFL lines because, uh, you know, there's so many games, number one, and there's also a lot of uh, mismatches out there on the field. So I, I kind of look at that when, when, I'm, when I'm doing the Horse Fairs Journal. It's all about classification for me, and I look for edges where you see horses that have been racing as much tougher horses and now get the opportunity to race against softer ones because the race office had to get creative with the classifications they're writing. I know your Twitter feed, you talk about being a wrestling nerd, and so am I. And to me, a great wrestler is someone that brings it every night. And, and I have to think in these kind of weather conditions at this time of year, the driver who brings it 
every every ride every night has to play a factor in your handicapping. No, it definitely does. I mean, you guys are tough as nails. You know, we, we see it all the time when, you know, the, the, the unfortunate, uh, you know, accidents that happen and stuff like that. They come right back the next race or the next night and, and you know, battle through uh, their own injuries just like other professional athletes do. Uh, but, yeah, the, the cold weather, I'll be honest, like, I took my son to school today, and <laughs> when I got home, it's literally a two-minute walk. When I got home, I couldn't feel my fingers, and it takes me back to when I used to jog horses for my dad and my uncle. And, you know, of course, they'd, they'd always look for me being all keen to go out there and, and go circles around the track in this weather just because I wanted to jog horses. And I remember, you know, bundling up and, and not being able to feel my fingers. I can't imagine doing it on a nightly basis, you know, 10, 11, 12 times in a night. Uh, these guys are tough as nails. And, and, yeah, that definitely factors into it. You know, like there there's certain guys that you can go to the bank on uh, with any horse they're aboard. In past shows, you've spoken about the importance of watching qualifying races. Are they just as important or maybe more important in winter? I think they're they're always of the greatest importance. And I'm going to reference a horse that raced on, on Thursday night, Line Drive, Hanover. If you just looked at the qualifying line, you'd say, well, I mean, that's not that impressive. I have no idea why this horse is three to five. But if you watched it, you'd say, okay, now I get it. Not only is this horse, was he meant to be a good horse? You watch the qualifier and you realize that, you know, guys like James McDonald, they're never going to ask more of a horse than they have to. There's no money in the mornings, right? And that's the one thing people have to understand. There's nothing wrong with, you know, kind of sitting back and following horses and giving a horse an education in the mornings because there's nothing on the line in those races. There's no money's wagers and there's no purse money. And, you know, James McDonald had that one. Uh, it kept him, I would say, kept him safe. You know, a horse coming back off a long layoff qualifying for the first time in a long time and, and he was overloaded with pace and you could see that but he was a long way back like you know 10 12 lengths back of the winner so if you don't watch that actual qualifier you might just dismiss it and say well i can't understand how this horse is three to five well he ran off the screen last night paced the final quarter in 26 and four and his you know, <laughs> horse is probably going to win a pile of race in a row so i would always say you know what watching replays of the utmost importance but watching qualifiers is huge as well because you will get to, um, uh, you know, understand uh, exa- exactly, um, you know, what, um, what horses are to watch for when they do, uh, you know, make their appearance in parimutuel races. Speaking with Robert Reed Jr., the editor of Horse Players Journal, a Saturday night at Woodby Mohawk Park is a big night for anyone who likes standard bread racing. Do you have any selections you can give our listeners? Well, yeah, so, you know, my best bet, uh, you know, tonight is, uh, is LD's Patrick. And I really think this is a horse that's kind of stepped up, uh, stepped up his game and, and was a, was a lights out winner last time and now winners at two. Now moves up in class, gets Lasix for the first time though. I, I just think that, you know, LD's Patrick is a horse that, that is going to continue to, uh, improve. And I know that, uh, you know, off his latest, I think he can be competitive moving up in class. He might go off at a decent number in race three. That's number five, LB's Patrick. He's actually designated as my spa play of the night. Two other horses I have to mention, though. Race five, number 10, commanding officer. I think this horse has just been doing incredible things and is going to continue to do incredible things. So I would uh, keep an eye on him in race five. He's got post 10. He's probably going to take a lot of support. But he's been an absolute monster. And in a race two, you got to give a shout out to number four, a boy named Suze. This horse has been unreal as of late, uh, winning at an insane clip and has not missed the board in his last 14. Larry? I, I guess just getting back to the handicap again for one minute, uh, Robert. Uh, when you're getting horses in 
like from cheaper class horses, like coming in from Western Fair and, and Flamborough, and now they're on the big stage at Woodbine Mohawk Park. That kind of maybe changes your whole handicapping outlook too, right? Uh, it definitely does. And I, I'm lucky that I get to actually do the broadcast on Tuesday nights uh, at the Raceway at Western Fair. So uh, I get to see a lot of those horses. I actually was pretty disappointed on Thursday night that I got clipped by a horse who um, who has been winning there. And I actually missed completely uh, struck out on the horse in the journal. But, you know, it's, it's a real... Um, I would say it, it's almost a gift if someone can actually look at the B tracks and be able to compare those classes to the big track and understand what horses can do and can't do. And there's some guys out there that do a really fantastic job of it. Uh, you know, I'll give a shout out to Ryan Willis. He's on Twitter. He's someone who keeps a keen eye on all the B tracks and knows pretty much knows when, when horses can actually make that move to the big track and be competitive. Uh, it, it's something that, uh, you know, is not easy. Uh, but I think if you follow the B circuit enough, you will, you will, uh, you know that you will have a very fruitful winner uh, on numerous occasions throughout the year when you see one that you know can do on the bigger surface. Robert, an absolute pleasure as always. Larry and I just love talking to you. All the best. Stay warm, and uh, hopefully the next time we talk, you have some more winners in your back pocket for us. All right. Sounds great, guys. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine Mohawk Park, the Meadowlands, and some racing at several other North American tracks. So make sure that your HBI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stick with us for Larry's always anticipated Ponies Picks the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at ontarioracing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market, and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Hi, I'm Laura Tanar, Regional Director of Ontario for Lymphoma Canada, and I want to make you aware of a silent auction to support Ponies 24-7 Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. From January 4th to the 31st, you can bid on some unique horse racing and sports memorabilia items and fun experiences as Ponies 24-7 partners with Lymphoma Canada to raise awareness and support for lymphoma research that one day may lead to a cure. For more information and to register and bid on items, Go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies, and click on the purple auction button. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. 
over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All right, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be? With a couple of possible betting opportunities and betting gems as Larry gives us his scorching hot Ponies Picks the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, you're on a roll. Take it away. Thank you, Jim. Let's start at uh, Gulfstream today. Uh, race 8 is a maiden special weight for a purse of $60,000. It's at 1 mile 16th on the dirt. Uh, the number 9 horse, Liam's Kiss, debuted at uh, 6 furlongs on December 5th at Gulfstream. Had a sluggish start, a wide trip, and was bet down to even money favoritism in that race. So uh, today, uh, Liam's uh, Kiss Stretches out to a mile and a sixteenth. Okay. Gets Lasix, has worked very well, and hails from the strong Todd Pletcher barn. And Todd is very good at second time off a layoff, uh, first time Lasix. Everything seems to be uh, lining up just like the stars are for this horse. So, Gulfstream, race eight, number nine, Liam's Kiss. Okay, I like it. Next. Uh, Santa Anita, race nine, is one mile on the turf, a maiden 50,000 claimer. Uh, the number six horse, Lookout Point, uh, had been off since November the 28th when he raced uh, actually last week on January 14th. Now, it's kind of rare that they're bringing this horse back, but it's also usually a good sign that the horse is still pretty sharp. Uh, this horse had raced, had worked, I should say, very well for the race on the 14th, but he was bumped at the start, pretty much lost all chance. He did rally, though. Only lost by three quarters of a length that afternoon. So uh, his trainer is very good, second off the layoff. And I think with some clear sailing, then uh, Lookout Point may get the job done today. So Santa Anita, race nine, number six, Lookout Point. Do you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? That's why you have Dark Horse and HBI, because of Larry. Continue, Larry. Okay. The Meadowlands, again, has a 15 race car. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm, sure they, I'm sure the drivers and trainers do, yeah, too. I think everybody likes it. That's why we mention it. But uh, uh, I like a horse in, in the uh, eighth race, which is a one-mile pace for a purse of uh, $13,500. Uh, the number one horse is called Walking After Midnight. And Walking After Midnight's last start was better than it looks on paper, where uh, he finished uh, fifth, beating three and three-quarter lengths. Uh, he was parked out early, cleared to the lead, and he led for basically two post calls and then gave up the lead at the top of the stretch and faded to fifth. Uh, walking after midnight is down class in a class tonight, which is actually the lowest class he's been in for a while. It's pretty low for this guy, and the move to the rail, I think, should also help the cause. So Meadowlands, race nine, number one, walking after midnight. And what else do you have for us, Larry? And finally, Woodbine Mohawk Park. Yes. They have an 11-race card. And I'm going right to race 11. So let's oh. hope we have some money left that we can bet. It's a one-mile pace for a purse of $22,000. The number two horse, Real Willie, or maybe it's really Real Wiley. It's W-I-L-L-E-Y. Mm, the Wiley should be one else. I think it's Willie. Willie, yeah, is back in a class that he looks like he has a good chance to take all the spoils tonight. Uh, last week, uh, Real Willie got parked first up for a half mile, faded in a class higher, is back down to a class where three starts back, he was a close second and was a beaten favorite. So it's very interesting that Doug McNair goes back on this horse, and Doug has had very good success uh, as a driver with uh, Real Willie. So it looks like it's all systems go tonight in race 11, number two, 
Real Willie. Doug McNair, that's a name I've heard you mention before as well. No, Doug's one of the top uh, Teamsters at Woodbine uh, Mohawk Park, and uh, he has had some success at places like the Meadowlands and that as well. So Indeed. HPI and Dark Horse, got to get it ready. Hey, don't forget our friends at the Fans of Horse Racing. Mark, you're a good man. Thanks for all that you do supporting horse racing in Ontario and around North America. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Hey, just a reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the new issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, and it really is an impressive issue, it was just recently released. Email Larry Simpson at the Ponies 24-7 experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about our amazing Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page at lymphoma.ca slash ponies and make sure that you get over to the website and bid some on some of the great sports horse racing and experience packages that will be auctioned off. You have nine more days. It's going to be active until the 31st of January. And there really are some amazing auction items, including that signed movie poster of Seabiscuit. Stick around 1059 the region all weekend long. The legend Ann Romer is up next with the Feed York Region's only magazine show. I'll be back Monday morning. Bet wisely. Enjoy the races. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.